Welcome to another Hometime Show podcast. It's Bush and Ritchie here. Uh, you will hear the big news shortly as things get underway uh, from Bush's Nando debut uh, last night. Um, aside from the fact you've now been here, uh, been there, here's a question for you. Which restaurant do you think uh, has transferred to the supermarket the best? Because I find these days uh, you can create a Nando's very, very well at home with all their jars and rubs and all that that they sell on the supermarket uh, stalls. What do you mean in terms of, like, buying the official kit or just yeah, even making your own versions exactly of it? Exactly that, the official kit. Uh, I've never done it. You've never done it? I've never done the official kit of anyone or of anything. So, because uh, the only other... The, the other one that I'd say would be right up there, uh, and it's a niche question, but do email us, hometimeabsoluteradio.co.uk, <laughs> mark your email, supermarket at home. Yeah. Um, Pizza Express. What Been do doing what? it for ages. They sell their pizzas, they sell their dough balls. I just couldn't be asked though. Let's just have the pizza as they've made it up. <laughs> Why do you have to do it yourself? What's the point? You don't buy a dog and then bark yourself, is that the phrase? You don't buy a dog and then bark yourself. So, I think that's a phrase, isn't it? <laughs> Rewind that and uh, see if that makes any sense, podcast listener. <laughs> so, look, our team night out at Nando's last night, that was good fun, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Good fun. We kind of, you know, originally I hung out with our producers, Adam and Nick. Uh, it was a good time catching up, spicy chicken. I, I never had a Nando's before. I'm a convert. I just have to let people know he went straight in with the half chicken and even more stunningly, and I thought, this is going to be a big mistake, but yeah, go on, go on, do it. We can talk about this on the show. He went straight in with hot. Yes. And loved it. I might, do you know, next time I go back, and I will go back, I think I might go one hot, hot layer higher. That, I mean, that's top tier. What is it actually own... called? Because I had hot. What's hotter than that? Very hot. <laughs> that's a bit unimaginative, isn't it? <laughs> so, look, it was a really good night. However, our really good night was slightly marred by something I saw in Richie's bag in the oh, pub afterwards. Oh, come on! So, we'd had a great time. We paid at Nando's and left, all that kind of thing. We went to the pub next door for a couple of other shandies. <laughs> I was stood at the end of the table, probably going on about Everson, drinking a beer, next to Richie, who was sat down, and I looked down at my feet for a second, and I peered accidentally into Richie's backpack, and I noticed that there was a about eight or nine mayonnaise sachets from Nando's in his bag. And the weird thing was, when we were leaving, you just said, oh, I'll, I'll be with you in one second. So we went around the corner and you were just slightly delayed. Now I know what you're doing. You were fleecing them of all of their mayonnaise. Outrageous behaviour. This is this is not fair. I'm consistent with my behaviour, all right? And for clarity, some of those sachets in there have come from Five Guys. And yes, some of those sachets came from Nando's last night. You're prolific. I'm surprised they're not faxing your photograph around all the different restaurants in Soho. <laughs> not all... Re- I love mayonnaise clearly not all restaurants offer mayonnaise as a courtesy okay now nando's and five guys are very thankfully some that do yeah so what i will do is if at the end of the meal if i've got leftover sachets then they'll go straight (laughs) they're not going back in their little box so you've just put in your bag they'll go straight in my bag for the next time that i'm in a restaurant that isn't going to offer me free mayonnaise you should have heard my inner monologue because i was just chatting away to myself and i was looking down going what's in richie's back and i just zoomed in i was like Oh, my God, there's loads of mayonnaise in there. I've I might, never had that experience with anyone before. I might be in a situation where I'm eating chips, there isn't mayonnaise, suddenly I've got sachets in my bag. It's good. So to clarify your position, you're not, you're not in any way sorry about this or no. you don't think it's illegal in any way? It's not illegal, no, because it's not theft. Is it not theft? No. OK. No, because they're there to take with your meal. I then chose not to eat them with the meal, they go in the bag. Actually, the point here, I think, is that if it's there, you, you can't resist it. Yeah, You'll if, have it. if it's there, I'll take it. Well, maybe this is what we're going to call this hour of the show. If it's there, I'll have it. 
or I'll take it. What can you not resist helping yourself to if essentially it's there on a complimentary basis? Like sachets of mayonnaise. What are you like when you go to a hotel? Dread to think. Back up the van, Natalie. Let's let's load it up. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, to Phil. Tweeted a picture yeah. of a whole uh, shelf in his fridge of mayonnaise sachets. He says everyone needs mayo sachets. I got these legitimately. They may be a little out of date, but they're fine. What I don't understand is he's taken these home and put them in the fridge. Now, I keep my sachets with me in the bag for emergency scenarios when I'm out and about. In your fridge, you should just have a jar. I think you both got a problem. <laughs> you both have a mayonnaise problem. Do you know what I mean? So uh, the whole point is this first hour of the show, having witnessed, uh, you probably thought you got away with it when we were in the pub after Nando's last night, I noticed in your bag it was stuffed with the mayonnaise sachets that were on our table, our communal table earlier on. We're asking you, uh, well, the, the, the kind of theme is, if it's there, I'll have it. What can you not resist taking? The way you say... I got away with it suggests there's something wrong with it and I don't like the way you're wording this. Maybe there's some kind of legal basis there. We, you know, we'll just explore the possibility. Uh, lads, it's Gad. Uh, he says, I've got a brickie who works for me every every so often. Uh, every time I go to Screwfix, he grabs handfuls of pencils. Then he puts them in my passenger door pocket of the van. <laughs> I've never bought a pencil in years. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, to Hannah who has texted to say, technically because of COVID, you are preventing waste by taking the spare mayonnaise sachets home they would have to go in the bin otherwise because you've touched them a defense of me taking the sachets away from nando's last night this hour of the show is called if it's there i'll have it that was richie's statement a bit earlier on about his inability to resist taking free mayo sachets if he sees them is there someone you got a weakness for tell us about it uh, someone who didn't leave their name a lot of these people are anonymous for obvious reasons uh, says kfc wet wipes is an essential steal. Yeah, but they give you that. It's not a steal. They give you that with your bucket that you've bought and it's there to take. We are getting... Uh, we'll get some legal kind of uh, help and steerage on this later on. In the meantime, we've got Hannah on the line. Hannah, what can't you resist taking if it's free? It's pens. Pens? I love, I love a... Pens, I love a free pen. Hotels, restaurants, anywhere where there's a wee branded pen... If I can snaffle one, I'll snaffle it. Do you know what? It's interesting to say that because just this morning I was uh, making some notes in the kitchen and I was using the pen from the Grand Hotel in uh, in York that we stayed in. <laughs> and there's something about it. It's like a little trophy that you've taken, a lovely little reminder of a good time. Yeah, and they, I mean, they put the stationery out the hotel room. It's not for show. It's definitely for taking home with you. I always find, though, with a hotel room pen, the ink doesn't last very long because they know you're going to take it and so they don't want you to have much fun with it. No, you need to get them from reception. Wow. <laughs> you need to find an excuse to get hold of one of their pens at reception and it lasts longer. Wow, so you're saying, just just to confirm, then you're saying that the pens in the hotel room aren't worth stealing because, like Richie says, conspiracy theory, there's less ink in them. You need to nick one off the main desk. Don't use the word stealing or nick. Oh, good point. No, you're, you've paid for the hotel room or you've paid for the meal at the restaurant or the spa treatment. It's a bonus. Thank you, Hannah. Brilliant, just take the fixtures and fitting from the rooms there as well while you're at it. Take the, take the iron. Who needs the iron? Craig's a bit different, think he might cross the line here. If you don't put your aftershave or perfume on at a minute past nine at the free tester section of Boots before dashing to work every day, you're doing it all wrong. I love the idea of that, because you could literally try a different cologne or smell out every single day, couldn't you? Yeah, I, I do think that one could be crossing a line. Oh, OK, so there's a difference between what you do and what he does. Yes. Your MO is different to his. <laughs> uh, Dave says, uh, it's not big or clever, but I can't resist a good beer glass from pubs who hasn't got a massive collection of them in their cupboards. He's crossed another line. He's crossed another line, and then Nick 
Nick from Hampshire says, Evening, gents. Uh, once we were out for lunch at a local restaurant and they had a Tabasco salt on the table. My dad really wanted to take it, so he put it in my mum's handbag. As we were leaving, my mum was very nervous that we would get caught with it. Literally, as we went through the door, their fire alarm went off and my mum screamed, dropped the bag and threw her hands in the air like someone had <laughs> aimed a gun at her. We found it hilarious. My mum, not so much. Karen, if you see it, you'll take it. What happened? Well, um, so, so we were in Glasgow and uh, driving away from the Premier Inn. This was about five years ago. Um, and my daughter looked uh, very pleased with something that she had in her backpack. Uh, she was five. Uh, so I said to her, you know, what, what is that? And she said, I found this book in the room and I really, really liked it. Um, so I just took it. So she'd stuck the Bible out of the room into her backpack and just Wow. Taking it away. Wow. See, you know, stealing mayonnaise, apology for the phraseology there, <laughs> Yes, is one thing, but taking God's own book out of a Premier Inn, exactly. do you know what I mean? It's going to incur the exactly. wrath. So I, thought, so I thought, so we turned straight back round and we took it straight back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> With a red face. <laughs> and what, just, just on a moral level, since we brought the, the church into this, what's your view on Richie taking mayonnaise then, whilst you're on? I think, I think, you know, I think God would allow that one because I think God quite likes mayonnaise himself. So, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think that's that's fine. Maybe ketchup at a push, maybe that's the devil's work, but not mayonnaise is fine. Biblically, I, I can remember there being a lot of red wine and uh, and loaves and fishes. I, I can't remember mayonnaise being referred he to. He never mentioned mayonnaise no. when he was up on the hill doing that thing, that miracle. No, I know, that's true. <laughs> This is home time on a Thursday night. We now cross live to the steps of One Golden Square for a statement by Bush and Ritchie concerning the recent cold snap. We have a short prepared statement to read and I'm afraid we won't be taking any questions. Thank you. <clears throat> on Monday, after much consultation with the Met Office, we decided to delay the activation of the Big Coat Protocol. Given the information that we had at the time uh, and the sheer number of posties still in shorts, we thought it was the right decision. However, given the heated reaction from the public over the past few days and the widely publicised and hugely regrettable Big Coat riots uh, in the Tyne Weir area, we now realise we were wrong. Earlier, we met with ministers and we have officially signed the formal documentation. The Parkimus Maximus ex Shacketto, the documentation that puts the wearing of big coats into the letter of law. We've acted in the best interests of the home time listeners and the wider public. Uh, with bonfire night just around the corner, no one wants to stand on a cold, dark Friday night with a sparkler in their hand wearing just a cagoule. Thank you. No further questions, no further questions. And there you have it, live from the steps of Absolute Radio HQ, the Big Coat Protocol officially activated by Bush and Ritchie, allowing big coats to be legally worn up and down the UK by its citizens. It takes a big person to own up to uh, mistakes. We did make a mistake with the Big Coat Protocol. It was in your interests. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to do the right thing, but it turned out to be our Hampstead Heath. 
<laughs> so, so look, let's 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 all be together on this. You know, when did you make a big U-turn? Aside from the big co-protocol this week, the the, the four-day turnaround. Yeah. I think for me, my biggest U-turn was Game of Thrones, telling everybody that would listen to me that it was ridiculous, or, <laughs> you know, orcs and characters and all this kind of thing. Dragon and eggs. I'd, you know, I'd never watch it, and then it turned into my one of my like top three programs of all time. I know I keep threatening to watch it, but the amount of people who you think right, there's no way they'd watch fantasy stuff Oil, oiled up muscles with axes yeah and then uh, bang they get they get right into it are you a man of U-turns I, I, you're the, I keep U-turning every year on American football Like I've got into American football big time over the past four or five years but I keep changing my team right proper turncoat so I mean I like the Jets this season because we went and watched them at Tottenham Stadium and then I was into the Rams the season before that the uh, Cleveland Browns one before that the New York Giants I actually hate myself for if it if you can change teams so quickly in American football it's even more of a marvel that you've stuck with Everton for all these years. I know, and look how that's panning out. <laughs> Show me. Steve says alcohol-free lagers. Had one when it was cold, and I thought this is nice. Got to room temperature. I thought, nah, not so good. That's just that's beer in general, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, this one here, this is unbelievable. Claire in Stockport says, guys, I've been a Man United fan for years, but now I don't care if they win or lose. I love Wolves instead. With all t- uh, with all due respect to Wolves, that's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, Wolves is quite a sore subject for me, to be honest with you, at the moment. <laughs> That's a good point. Yep. And Ian says, you say parsnips as a kid. My auntie used to surreptitiously try and sneak them into every food. Roll on a few years, try them again as an adult. Love them. Have to, just a little aside, honey glazed parsnips. Oh, yeah. Oof. Uh, let's take some more of your calls. Who's this? Richard, it's Stu from Rochdale. Spoke to you before. Hello, <laughs> Stu. What's your U-turn? About four or five years ago, we had two rescue cats. And my wife spotted another one in our local rescue centre and insisted we get another one. No, I, at the time, I thought two was plenty. No, two cats, nice, boy and a girl and all that lot. Yeah. And so I said, no. I said, you know, like, two's plenty and everything else. Unfortunately, um, she put her foot down and threatened to withdraw certain privileges and a cave. And you got three cats. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now we've got 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Get him off. Go Thank on, Thank you. Then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bush and Ritchie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be bagging yourself some cash as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to win yourself 500 quid? Uh, on the line tonight to play, we have the lovely Greg. Greg, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Sunderland. Greg, Thursday evening, are you pumped for the weekend? Oh, I am. Can't come fast enough. OK, and we enacted the big coat protocol earlier on. Uh, are you, you going to be wearing a big coat outside in what I imagine is a fairly parky Sunderland right now? <laughs> Absolutely not, because we are in the north-east of England and we don't believe in courts. We can't oh. please everyone, can we? It's, we it's <laughs> we try hard. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so we had Ian on the show yesterday. Ian is trapped in the 2010s. He's been the furthest... He's gone the furthest through the, the time loop uh, yeah, so far. I don't think anyone's got closer to re-entry than Ian. And he's very proud of it. <laughs> Uh, Greg, let's take you through some rules. Uh, We are going to get the roll of the eyes from our producer. Uh, We are going to give you seven questions, one from each of our sister stations. Absolute Radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and the present Present day. day. Uh, You have 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on a question, however, and when time's up, the game ends. Make sense? Yeah. The interesting bit about this is what decades you're tactically going to start from. Where are we starting you from then, Greg? 
Well, I was born in the 80s, but grew up in the 90s, so I think I'll start in the 90s. OK. He's a maverick, and I like he is. it. Uh, Greg, good luck to you. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 90s, a campaign led by tabloid newspapers with the headline Free the Weatherfield One related to which British soap opera? Coronation Street. Correct. Noughties, who, who became the first woman poet laureate in May 2009? Oh, God. Uh... It's tough. This is tough. Well, I schooled it. Uh, Caroline Duffy. Yes. Oh, wow, uh, very good. Get in. Staying, no at, tom- staying at tomorrow's oh, tens is the second studio album by which UK musician? Uh, UK musician? Yes. Oh, God. Uh, is it in the tens? In the tens. Oh, 2010s. God. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Just fire musicians. You don't want to just waste your time. He looks like the Milky Bar kids. Uh, Ed Sheeran. (laughs) No, nothing like him. (laughs) You're a loser and you have lost. Oh, Oh dear. When you you look for Ian, our contestant from last night, is also stuck in the uh, uh, the 2010s, so uh, you guys should look look out for each other. Bear in mind, you're not allowed back in the present day. Ever. Ever, yes, is it? Yeah, you know, you can live out in the wilderness, start a new colony, and I just kind of hang out, I imagine. Well, that's what we're going to have to do. So, we started this last week. It was very popular. We invited you to join the Hometime Film Club once again this week. Uh, it's where you give us a scenario... Uh, for a movie that needs to be watched and the home time listeners come together and decide what that movie is. Because sometimes it's quite hard matching the person and the film. It's like a, a nice wine with a certain meal. Do you know what I mean? But should we have this week? This week, listener Jen has got in touch. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. We've had loads of them in. Thank you so much for people who've emailed. We'll do one a week. But, uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch on email, drop us an email now. Uh, listener Jen's been on. Her granddad is staying with her at the moment. And it turns out he's never watched a science fiction movie before. Which is incredible. <laughs> I can imagine that. I can imagine... Think of my nana from Liverpool, Josie from Liverpool back in the day. I can't imagine her sitting down with space balls. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe just that's why happens when you're a grandparent he's never watched the sci-fi and she wants to know what would be the perfect introductory sci-fi to sit there and watch with her granddad okay uh, so give us your thoughts 8 12 15 you can text us or tweet us at absolute radio i am going to take us back to uh 1998 morgan freeman tia leone deep impact wow is that what you would go for yeah, yeah you've deep- got some interesting take on films you haven't you no, no, you've got, to, you've got to think to this specific brief. This isn't saying, what's the greatest sci-fi of all time? That's a good point. You've got to think, Grandad never seen a sci-fi film before. Okay, so, so ease him in gently type thing. Ease him in gently with Tia Leone, Morgan Freeman, Deep Impact. About a scenario that could happen, but using a few whizzes and bangs of sci-fi. So it's kind of like drilling and stuff that you might be able to do in his shed, but yes. then in space. Exactly. I like that's not bad. You see, I've gone down the kind of best sci-fi route, which probably might not work for him. I don't. My favourite sci-fi movie of all time, and I believe to be the greatest science fiction movie of all time, is Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. Okay. I cried like a drain at the end of that film. I was crying like a drain. 
It's a tearjerker. It's, it it's is about a tearjerker. family and stuff like that as well. It's less spaceships and lasers, but and um, a great movie is a great movie. It's a great so hopefully a great movie. that might translate. We don't have a name for this to Jen's granddad. She didn't give us that information, which is a shame. Let's just call him Gramps. Gramps. <laughs> Jen okay. and Gramps. Uh, someone suggested Buzz from Chippenham says it's going to have to be Avatar. Go big or don't bother. I would think. I think Avatar might be the worst film in the entire world. <laughs> I watched that at the cinema in Bristol. It never ended. Genuinely, it never ended. Uh, ben Ben says Independence Day, which I'm not having because I've put forward Deep Impact, which is uh, the the greatest of all Meteor movies. I, on Independence Day, I absolutely hate that film as well. It's a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> Come on, we need we got to get Gramps in here. We need someone that's going to hook him into the world of sci-fi. Hopefully, Jane, who's on the line right now, will give us a good steer. Jane, what do you reckon? I think it should be E.T. It's a classic, isn't it? It's a real classic. Absolute classic. Really lovely. Do you know yeah. what? And Thank you make you a really good point on that because both Bush and I have gone with. I mean, I've got bangs in mine. <laughs> <laughs> yours, yours is a bit more whizzy. Yeah, that is a gentle sci-fi. Yeah, gentle, very gentle, very you, nice. The only thing I've got a concern about with ET, right? Mm-hmm. The bit where ET bumps into Elliot in the cornfield and he screams still gives me nightmares to this day. It's freaky as hell, that, and I don't want Grabs to have a, you know. Have a turn. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so. Nah, Grandpa's will be fine. Grandpa's will be fine. We like your confidence. Yeah. Okay, great suggestion. E.T., we'll put that on the list. Uh, Wendy says, simple, it's got to be the Rocky Horror Picture Show. He'll love it. That's not sci fi, is it? It's a musical, it's a comedy, it's not a sci fi. It's like, yeah, they're all wearing tights and stuff as well. Although our producer, Adem, is piping up in the background saying that apparently he's an alien in it. I'm not so sure he's about that. He's tired and emotional no, today. He is. It's not. He's very, very tired today after last night. Uh, Clifton, uh, what's your movie? Uh, Cocoon. I think it was by Steven Spielberg. Yep. But it's about uh, the elderly and uh, it's a sci-fi movie. It would be an awesome one for, for Grandpa to, to watch. Do you know what? I remember watching oh, Cocoon and it was about some aliens that came down and then gave these old people who were in an old people's home like a new lease of life. Yep, the residents of a retirement home rediscover their youth thanks to a mysterious swimming pool and friendly aliens. 1985. Yeah, that is a bit old, but granted, it's uh, a perfect one for him. If he hasn't ever watched a a sci-fi movie, it might inspire him to go looking. Um, Bush, I think Clifton nailed it with Cocoon. I'd not thought about Cocoon at all. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those films that I remember watching as a kind of a kid and then it never never comes back on telly or anything. You never have Cocoon on Boxing Eve night. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, no. Sci-fi, oldies for a granddad, bit of laughter. I think it's a winner. Consider it done. Jen, you know what you're watching this weekend. If you want us to pick a film for you for any situation, tell us what it is. Email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Just to go back to what Richie was saying earlier on about um, doing versions of, like, supermarket versions of restaurant food. Yeah. The only thing I've ever made, uh, and we've done, we talked about this on the show, is I've done my own egg McMuffin thing from McDonald's. Yes. Now, that's not classed as the official kit. McDonald's should do it, shouldn't they? They should do. Can you imagine that? They absolutely should, yeah. Two things they should do. Their own uh, McMuffin kit, get it out there. Secondly, and you'll see Emma Jones from the Dayberry Breakfast Show moaning about this quite a bit, as I've moaned about it too, the lack of um, milkshakes in any fast food outlet anywhere. They should absolutely sell McDonald's milkshakes in supermarkets. Yeah, just, you know, what, what we got to, all we got is a yop. Give us more choice. I'm off to go and buy a dog and bark it myself. <laughs>